0: Hello friends it's Phil today I'm going to talk about the relevance of the All Gardening logo and if you haven't looked at the logo if you go to the if you go to the notes on this podcast you'll find a link to the All Gardening website click on it go and have a look actually that reminds me if you look at the header image for the podcast you'll find the logo on there now I wanted to try and tell you a bit about the logo and also tell you a bit about the focus for next year. And in doing so, I guess I wanted to highlight that a logo, the icon, is bigger than just an image. It's part of a brand and a brand is something that has a life. So <clears throat> let's go back and talk about the logo. If you've had a look at it, let me tell you about the elements in it. So there are colorful rings, okay? And uh, they may be rings that kind of are associated to, uh, to the gardening world, let's say. But let me explain to you more in more detail about the rings, or the colors actually, and also the all. So the original logo was designed by a guy called Paul Fennell, who I think, well he's a good friend of mine still, uh, he's based in London and I think he works for the BBC. Back then, I think he was freelancing on the side whilst working for the BBC. But the logo came from the idea that there are seasons Yes, 19 years ago, the seasons were much more defined than they are now. But in the UK, there are still dominant seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter. The climate changes, the weather changes, the temperatures change, the daylight changes. So when you look at the All Gardening logo, you'll find that there is a dark green, then there's a lighter green, then there is a a yellowy orange, and then there is a red, and then there is the all written in white. So let me explain. The white obviously is obvious, that's indicating winter. The red is indicating autumn. The yellowy orange is summer. The lighter green is that moment between spring and summer. You know, like that period when we're not quite sure whether it's summer yet, but we definitely know it's not spring anymore. It's kind of like a really obvious, but yet very important mid-season for anyone that works outside. Because we go from sort of feeling a bit more like it's spring slash winter into it feels more spring slash summer. So it's kind of like important. I mean, I guess there could have been intermediate rings for all of the seasons, but that season particularly... From a lawn care perspective as well um indicates growth yes ravishing growth and on lawns i always call uh, a period in the middle of uh, the transition from spring to summer i call it the spring bounce when the grass bounces out of the ground literally and that's when the ground temperatures come up over about 12 degrees, I think, between 12 and 16 degrees, all of a sudden, the grass ramps up. The ground temperatures have to come up. That has no relationship with the air temperatures. But this is say If it's a hot, sunny day, the ground temperatures come up. You can't have increasing ground temperatures without nice days. So that's the colours, right? But the most important thing to highlight is winter is short because spring is coming. But then spring has a transition that is very, very important into summer. Anyway, so that's kind of like the detail behind the color scheme, right? Now, I've introduced a new aspect on the logo. And actually I'll tell you the story about where this came from. Well, actually it won't be a story, it'll just be like a highlighted comment really. what are those shoes called? Birkenstocks. Um, the let's just say the uh, the very funky kind of uh, sandals. Yeah, I'd call them very funky in my mind. They've had periods of fashionable and periods of unfashionable, but they are just generally funky, hippy, funky kind of sandals. And recently, um, Birkenstock. IPO'd, they, uh, they released shares to the public on the stock market. Didn't go too well, from, all, from what I can understand. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But on their logo, they highlight what they do and how long they've been doing it for. And you know what? Seeing as all gardening's been around for 19, nearly 20 years, I thought that's really is some depth of heritage. So I decided to put the words, all gardening round the outside, fine lawns since 2004. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. It's, it says everything to me. It says, there has been a lifetime of work done here. So I put the logo on, changed the logo, added it to all the new assets, put it on the website. And then on the website, what I started to zero in on is the whole life's work thing and actually what the rest of my working days really are focused on. And here's the thing, if you look at All Gardening, some of it, there's a little section on the website that says All Gardening was a company that did everything and then one day did only one thing fine lawns and that happened this year so what i'm doing at the moment is one i'm linking the logo to the heritage the learnings the value of what's inside of the all gardening world let's say i'm trying to highlight the fact that we are now our life's work my life's work let's say is going to be focused on fine English lawns. And around the website, I'm gently tweaking, and it will always evolve, the website. I'm gently tweaking this narrative around heritage, around history, around doing one thing, around trying to explain That doing one thing may seem simple, but it's not easy as well. So that's all going on. That's all going on. And if you look around all the digital assets, I think I've captured all of them and updated the logo on all of them. But if I haven't, please tell me. Um, But I think I have. Um, But here's the other thing. The plan for next year is kind of evolving quite nicely at the moment. And... I think the plan next year is really to work over winter to attract interest in lawn plan. And keep in mind that the the more I zero in on fine lawn care, it's a whole life's work ahead of me to understand it. But fine English lawns is what I'm gonna do. So I'm Gradually, gradually zeroing in on finding customers over winter that are interested in what I do. And this, just say, over the last two months particularly, it's become very evident that a fine English lawn, a really good quality lawn, which is kind of part art and part science, is something that people appreciate. And here's the thing, I'll give you the little observation from the market research I've done actually over this week, I've been talking to uh, a handful of clients in depth. If some of what I do is science, that has a question about experience and experience has value. But the other thing, a fine lawn is really, really artistic. It's beautiful and beauty and art have a very different value to just functional. So with that in mind, and everything I'm learning from my customers, my customer feedback, and changing the the emphasis of the business, the focus of the business to fine English lawns, the further I go there, the more I realize that less people I have to work for. So, this say, go back 19 years when Lawn Plan was first introduced. It was a question of just that, it was a mowing service. And because it was a mowing service, the value of the service was only the cost of mowing. That was before we introduced the treatments and the technical work and everything else that came along. Before lawns looked beautiful, before they were fine English lawns. But now they're moving in that direction, and there is art and science that is evident to the clients that sign up. This week, for instance, I spoke to one client who's just simply said, what you've done with my lawn is incredible. And oh, by the way, I had a party of 50 people uh, and they were all just very complimentary of the lawn. My lawn, he said, but it's the lawn I grew. But they own it. It's like a piece of art. Pride in the ownership of something that was created by someone else, it's a piece of art. And here's the thought that I've kind of been circling. The more I understand what I do, the more I become better at what I do, the more I can start to equate a value to the science aspect, but also equate a value to the art aspect of a fine law it has more value than just function. So therefore charging my time to create these beautiful lawns need not only be the question of time, but the question of art. That's my thinking at the moment. And it seems to be bedding down quite nicely following the research that I've done. So as another little footnote, Another little thing that I'm adding to the website. Not everyone wants to learn and navigate a website. Let's just say it's not always easy to navigate a website to learn what I want to share with you or for you to learn what you want to learn. It's never always easy. It's kind of like a question of conversion rate optimization. Customer journey flow, blah, blah, blah. But looking into the world of doing things well, Fine English Lawns, I've been looking at other businesses. Other businesses that do one thing really well and how they go about communicating their one thing really well. And sure, they all have websites. But in the case of Fine Cars, I'm really, really interested in a a brand called Koenigsegg. In the case of fine wine, let's just say I have frequented Berry Brothers on and off in the past, probably when I was slightly wealthier, <laughs> let's say, or without children, uh, or without years of self-employment, um, but that may change, that will change in the future. I've been really, really interested in Holland and Holland guns, gun making, not for the gun aspect but for the sheer craftsmanship and art and oh by the way where I work in North West London there is a hundred acre shooting ground tucked away that's a story of property ownership that's really really interesting a piece of land on the outskirts of North West London inside the Green Belt that could be built on a hundred acres that is owned by a gun maker that bought it for a favour from a friend for a few bob 100 years ago. Anyway, so the finest brands, even these like Chanel, actually I've been looking a lot at Chanel and reading about the history of Cocoa, Coco Chanel. Is it Coco? I'm not sure, I can't remember. But the um, I've been looking at not so much the luxury of them, but I've been looking at the craftsmanship the craftsmanship, and the art, the artistry behind them. Because experience plus skill, plus craftsmanship, plus time, plus the communication of artistry creates a different value proposition, I think. And it's one that I really, 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 really appreciate particularly with fine english lawns because fine english lawns are not normally found in the standard residential garden in northwood they're found they're found in big stately homes in kind of like big country houses in in you know big areas where it's easy to invest in them and look after them but but, but doing what i do i put fine english lawns into people's back gardens Anyway, where was I going? So so what I've done is I've looked at all of these different brands and I've looked at how they communicate. And one of the things they communicate, they do a really, really decent piece of work for a brochure that people can slow learn. And actually, I really appreciate the the fundamentals of slow learning because slow learning is really about learning the story. And to some extent, to try and create a brochure that is slow learning is also about telling a story. So I've been putting this brochure together, I think it's 22 pages. um, And um, I'll put a link to the brochure actually in the comments, but the, um, the brochure is kind of version two I'm on now, but it's a really, really, really nice piece of work that is trying to tell the story of all gardening. It's trying to tell the story of lawn plan. It's trying to tell the story of how a lawn goes from being a standard residential lawn into a fine English lawn. Tell a story about us, me, us being me at the moment, but that might change. That will change in the future. But the, um, I think the year, the this saying, not the year, but that's something else that I've done. But, I think the lawn plan brochure is my winter strategy is to try and create this asset that basically I can introduce to people so that they can slow learn about lawn plan and possibly sign up over winter or certainly book in because here's the other thing. Next year, I've already decided how many lawns I can work on. And next year, I think to get better, even better, I'm going to limit how many lawns I work on I'm going to be limiting the growth of the business and this just say some of you might say well you don't need to limit the growth of the business because if it's really in demand why don't you just keep growing but here's the thing to create the story to reinforce the story I think next year has to have less than it could do I mean if I do what I've done this year but but have a better year, a better start, a more focused start. I could probably work for nearer 80 to 90 lawns, but I'm going to cap the lawns I work on to between 37 and 50. That's it. And inside of the brochure, the link that I put in the notes, um, is going to be the the story, really. The story of the year and the story of the 37. And in the brochure, I've said that I will only be working on 37. So this this brochure is designed to make people think, make people enjoy, make people want to be part of the 37. And let's just say, if the 37 can be booked in before spring... Mm -hmm happy days it's just a year of growing something beautiful a piece of art in my mind i honestly say when i've cut a lawn that's in really good condition and i look back at it it's extraordinary it's more than art in my mind it's living art but anyway um so a bit of a ramble about the logo bit of a ramble about what I've been learning bit of a ramble about the focus for next year and a little bit of a ramble about the brochure that I put together the link to download it of which I will put in the notes but look download it see what you think see what you think of the website um see what you think of the message see what you think of it all See if you think it ties together nicely. Um, And if there's one thing that you think I should change, then um, bob me a message. Bob me a message. Anyway, look, thanks for listening as always. A bit more of a business-focused, a bit more of a useful entrepreneurial-focused podcast this one. if you listen to the previous podcast, Thinking Time, there will be another Thinking Time podcast again soon. But for now, that's all, folks. It's Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go and find something else to do. Anyway, look, thanks for listening. As always, dear friends, thanks for the support. Um, and I'll catch you again soon. Take care. Ta-da! Bye! See ya!